your violin makers and restore persons come together at last. Man, I'm trying to do Jerry Lynn's voice. Hi, this is Omo. Hi, Chris. Hi, Rosie Deloach. I just got back from Oberlin. Yeah. And you were not there. Yeah, I was too cool for Oberlin this year. It was it was just, it was really sad. And we all just walked around saying to ourselves, if only Chris were here. Oh, that's were. nice. Constantly. We had no fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, but it, I mean, it was, it was a good year. Did you have a good time? It was a fantastic time. Uh, I was at the restoration workshop. So, uh, Oberlin, Ohio's got their series of workshops that we go to. There was before that I th- before I went, there was the makers workshop that was two weeks long, and then I got there, did restoration with a group of people. And there's also a bass makers before the violin yeah. makers, and there's a bow makers. And did you get the sadness after Oberlin, the letdown? I did. So I've been home a week, and uh, yeah, it just. You go back to your normal life, and you and you're uh, having to do your own dishes and your own laundry, and <laughs> pick up after the kid. And yeah, it's yeah. a little—I I love my life, but it's a, a little bit of a transition. <laughs> and when you're at those workshops, I mean, and you've you've paid for the privilege, and it's well worth the money. But you're there all day with the people who are the best at what you love to do for a living and everybody's helping each other and getting to know each other better. It's, it's, it's inevitable. You're going to feel let down when you get home and, and yeah, have to buy a new toothbrush and go Mm -hmm. to the grocery store. (laughs) Wait, why would you need a new toothbrush? Because my teeth are so full of cognac after Oberlin. (laughs) It's just like cognac and cigars. (laughs) oh my gosh well i did a recording the last night i'm so excited for this um and it's it's an interesting recording i had a lot of fun i throughout the evening i begin to stumble over my words a bit more and i get real friendly (laughs) because of because because i work so hard yeah and mercury's in retrograde yeah what was your highest moment of hilarity and highest moment of reverence for this thing we do, this violin making, fixing thing we do? Those, you know what? I'll tell you. I'll tell you both at the same time. Cool. Okay. Pablo Alfaro is giving a presentation, and he. So we're all sitting around the the big mega table at the front, and he is showing us how to. Uh, one of the ways that you can get crackle on your varnish, which is, let me see if I remember correctly. It's when the layer underneath is softer than the layer on top. Yeah. Right. So if you want to avoid crackle or crackalure, I like crackalure. to say crackalac, uh, you always put yeah. fat over lean so that whatever's on top dries slower than what's underneath. Yeah. So he was showing us a couple really simple ways to make it happen. And he'd like just apply it and then like hand stuff around. And that was really cool to see like, this is not undoable. This is possible. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, Pablo, he's like, you take the booger finger 
and <laughs> which is his index finger. That's how he refers yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is just totally him. So, <laughs> well, we should mention that this episode is brought to you by Learning Trade Secrets. Shout out LTS. So, um, I saw on their um, their Instagram that they're actually the Stacy Styles thing is happening this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the and instruments then, were all getting triaged and some of those projects looked really challenging. She's an amazing, amazing uh, person, but also she's good with the paint. Yes. Yes. And then they're going to have bow making 201 with Rodney Moore coming up. What do you, what do you think they're going to learn in 201? Rodney's going to show you how to make a rainforest shaped frog out of ebony for your bow. Um, but I'm, that's what he told me. Yeah. I assume it's like ferals and, and underslide, um, the mortises, the tip, uh, it, you know, when, when you start, um, with bow making, you make a frog and you shape the stick and then the camber, which is the bend is put in, uh, afterwards, I believe. So this is uh, getting getting things balanced and and getting to the setup of the bow so that it functions the way that that's going to serve the musician. So it's not just bow shaped. Yeah. So that's coming up. I'm going to take a, a class there this next year, and I, I'm not sure what I'm taking yet, but I'm I'm really excited. You had a good time at the class you went to. I had a great time. It was wonderful. Uh, so if if you guys um, are curious about continuing your education, go visit www.learningtradesecrets.com. You can check out their Facebook page or their Instagram for more um, photos and information on things that are currently happening. And that is the best reason I've ever heard of to visit Ashland, Ohio. <laughs> yes. Is their, their little campus, yeah. So I guess without further ado, I present to you live from Oberlin. This is Omo. 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 Is this Yoko Omo? This is Omo. This is Omo. If you want it, if you want it the figure eight, you've got to flip it back the other way. Okay. So, so you you would be on one side, yeah. and I'd be on the other side. You're right. Well, okay. it would put that in the null. Okay. Okay. Well, this is as good as we can do. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Hi, Jerry. Hey, Rosie. How you doing? I'm great. Welcome to the end of our week at Oberlin. It's fantastic. You just told me you had two cocktails. I did have two cocktails. They were called the Bee's Knees. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, the, the Oberlin Hotel Bar. Yeah. It was quite good. Six dollar cocktails on happy hour. It was great. Tell me one of your favorite things about this week. Oh boy. <laughs> favorite things about this week. Uh, I think probably our Mexican contingent was my favorite work. Uh, yes. oriented thing because uh, we've had like, six people from Mexico, is that yes. about right? Yeah, it's and a good crew. They were all absolutely lovely, very hardworking people doing great work uh, and very, very happy and thrilled to be here and really added to the flavor of the experience. I agree. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
And I'm definitely feeling those two cocktails. <laughs> I'm ready for this bottle of wine that I was I was clearly marketed to. It's called Woodwork Merlot, and uh, had how, to get had to pick it up, bring it here. How fitting! Yeah, it's fantastic. Save it for the end of the week. Absolutely. Uh, you helped walk me through a button patch. Mm-hmm. I had a, the back side of the violin, the button had broken off, and so I had to glue that back together and not let it be crooked. So don't look at it too hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and then on the back, excavate basically like a thumbprint mm-hmm. and put some wood in there, exactly fitting, exactly matching, mm-hmm. and I feel good about it. Yeah, I think you should feel good about it. Good, good, about, it. good about it. You should feel good about it. We had uh, three people doing button patches, yeah. a number of people doing neck grafts, yeah. a lot of cracks, a lot of carnage in general. Uh, yeah. A good representation of uh, daily life in, in violin shops across America and the world. Yeah. But we all get to do it together. We did. Yay. We did. It was always a fun time to see other people, how they work, how the tools that they use, uh, how they function. Man, that's all I got to say about it. This there's, moment. there's nothing like you can you can watch. Uh, uh, and instruction on YouTube or you can read a PDF of how to do this certain kind of repair but seeing it firsthand watching someone manipulate it in their hands and uh, getting to ask questions Wait, where, what is that product where did you get it from yeah, everybody, how can I get it everybody brings out their phone and takes pictures of bottles, writes yes. things down, surfs the web, finds the product uh, yes. we pretty much determined that the workshop should be sponsored by Kremer Kremer Pignets. <laughs> Thank you, Kremer. If you're listening, Kremer, <laughs> yeah. uh, you can sponsor us too. <laughs> we will not turn you down. No. <laughs> I, when I came here last year, I, I didn't know a soul. Mm-hmm. I knew who you were. Mm-hmm. And I, at the end of that week, came back home feeling like I met a whole new family. Absolutely. And that's... It's the same this week. It's bittersweet. I'm going to go see my family again. I yeah. miss them, but... This is an extended family of people. A lot yeah. of times it's really difficult when you meet new people to explain what you do. You say, uh, I fix violins, or I'm a luthier. Mm-hmm. And when you say luthier, they say, what church do you pastor? Or you yeah. say violin maker, and they say violins maker. Yes. Oh, that's horrible. But here you don't have to explain yourself. It just... People know what you do, they're interested in what you have to say, and it's always, always a lovely experience, and it's something that I'm very privileged to be a part of to make yeah. it happen. This is our church, <laughs> and, and you are hearing those people all around us. We have packed up at the end of the week. We're coming to you from Tank Hall, where people are cracking open some drinks and waiting on dinner, and and uh, hopefully proud of the work they've been able to accomplish this week. Or at least not yeah. proud of it, they'll drink enough so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned. Hopefully we can get some people to talk to us and tell us about their week. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Let's do syllables. Any pitch you want. One, two, three. Hi, Elizabeth. Um, Thanks for being on OMO. I am super excited. Tell me about your week. 
Oh, I had just a fantastic week um, here at the Oberlin Restoration. Yeah. Um, this is, oh, let me think, I think my fourth year uh-huh. here, and um, it just gets better. Every time it's really wonderful. Um, the, the people that you meet here are so giving with their time and their knowledge and their expertise, mm-hmm. and there's something to learn from everyone. Yes. No matter where in their journey on like in Luthery is, there's there's something to learn from every person here, and it's just fantastic to get to know everyone and meet everyone. You know, the crazy thing that happened to me was I actually got more done than I thought I would. Really? That's like that never happens. That that was my crazy thing. <laughs> so- I was like, how did I get? How did I get this patch done and the bar done and all this other stuff? That's a lot of work. Yeah. When there were all these, you know, there's lots of presentations and lectures and someone says, oh, I learned how to do this really cool thing. Someone gave a demonstration about how to um, bend an ebony, um, like an ebony shim over a a broke fingerboard. Yes. It was incredible. It was fascinating and it never occurred to me that... The, the older Baroque instruments would have any kind of other style of fingerboard. Mm-hmm. This is all new to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was cool. It was super cool. I enjoy every time I get to see you. You are such a lovely presence. So I appreciate you coming yeah. in. Yeah, well, and I appreciate, I appreciate everything you do with this, um, with this podcast. I think it's really great to have a voice of what it's really like behind the bench. You know, it's it's not this romanticized mystical thing there's a lot of dull work <laughs> that's what we're um, here for yep. to to commentate on the dull work yeah i mean i love it but you know like when you've been scraping the same patch for three hours it gets a little monotonous you're, you're describing my day right yeah. Yeah. yeah and like you know you get that twinge in your neck because uh-huh. uh-huh. you realize that you've been schlumping like for seven hours straight Hi Zach, how you doing? I want you to like be about right here so we can really hear you. Okay. Yeah. Um, you got a story for Omo? Sure. Okay. So uh, this is my first Oberlin, and I came for the bow restoration portion, and I. I didn't know that I would just be carrying things for the instructors the whole time. They made uh, you carry things. Basically, all I did was was run around for Jerry, and I don't think I really got anything done. Um, and David uh, was also making me hold things for him the whole time. Okay. So, I don't know if I really recommend this program for anyone. Uh, it's not for you. The, the instructors just basically make you uh, do things for them the whole time and you don't get any work done. At what point did you have to clean their rooms for them? <laughs> that, that, was, that was like the first night. It was like, okay, you're here. Can you come help me set up my room? My uh-huh. bed needs to be made. Uh, my my yeah. luggage needs to be carried in. Huh? Uh, you did a bunch of kitchen duty? A lot of, a lot of kitchen duty. Yeah. 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 Um, how many Starbucks runs? <laughs> I, I think probably once an hour. Once yeah. An hour, I think. yeah. Yeah. 
So you would say that you did not learn anything here? I'm, I'm pretty sure, well, I, I learned how to hold things for people um, and not say anything and, and say thank you very much. And I think that was, that was uh, pretty much my whole experience. Well, well, Zach, I'd say after this week, you're very employable. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad you came. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> my name is Jason Peoples. Jason! You work with my mom. I sure do. <laughs> it's lovely. So I've got a shop and, and my mother inherited my father's shop. Yeah. And I am forever indebted to you for making that a successful place at a time where he got sick and he couldn't do the work. It's been my pleasure, and to be honest, I'm indebted to you to bring me into this field. It's, yeah. it's been what I've always wanted to do, and I, yeah. I didn't even know it. It's so perfect for you, and it makes me really happy to see you struggle <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to do a chalk fit patch and work on it all day and all night and still not get done with it, and yet you are still not quitting. I'm glad my pain brings you joy. <laughs> this is your first time here. Yeah. You've never been. Nope. Tell me about your week at Oberlin. It was it was full of wonder and magic and frustration. <laughs> and I want to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm a glutton for it. It's 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 everything. It's all the challenge that I want, and reinforces what I love about it. Uh, Jerry. Uh, Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn, very, very detailed, and the details are all the details you need to su succeed. Yeah, so, I mean, we all know Jerry Lynn. He's one of, our, one of my co-hosts. Um, so when Jerry Lynn is dealing with me in any kind of work, uh, he always wants to push me a little further yep. to make it a little bit better. When he's dealing with this fellow, Jason Peoples right here, <laughs> he's like, yeah, man, it's good enough. <laughs> you, you got it. Stop worrying about it. Yeah. So uh, I, I think you've got a vote of approval from him. I, I love to meet a fellow man that enjoys details. <laughs> yeah. uh, my name is Tolan Choi. Is there something that you think is um, different, interesting about the way Americans approach violin making and violin repair versus... Europeans versus uh, Asians. like Asians, yeah. yeah. Um, Asia, I don't know that well because I've never okay. worked there. Um, okay. You, Americans are more advanced in technology and tr oh. yeah, trying a computer CNC. Yes. Trying to find a new method or trying to make a jig. In Europe, I think there's they just stick to the tradition more, yeah, and just repeat, repeat it in a way that you you get better at it, you you know how to do it. The result is the same probably. Uh -huh. You just do it the way you have been doing. Your grandparents have been doing it, and um, which is its own beauty. Oh yeah, yeah. tradition, tradition, and. Um, yeah, it has that sort of um, aura of, 
of a master violin master. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, violin making master. Um, here it's more scientific. I've seen Graxap several times, mm-hmm. and always I was impressed by how he is creative, uh, using new jigs and being being creative with all the new methods of handling the same repair works um, mm-hmm. in his own way and this time also his presentation about CNC machining how he is keep learning to to improve what he's doing and trying to find new techniques after all those years yeah mm-hmm. I think that was yeah that was interesting Greg Tracy? Tracy? T-R-A-C-Y. Okay. How you doing tonight? Good. Yeah? Yeah. I want to hear, like, the weirdest thing that happened to you this week at Oberlin. This week at Oberlin? Yeah. For a second, I was just, like, really tired because, you know, we had a late night the night before. And I'm watching, like, Matt, like, clean the brush, get color on the brush, and then start to... Like make sure that the color is not too dense on his brush. Yeah. And it's I just like when I was just looking at his hand, it just like. And a lot of people might do it the same way, but it's just like it just reminded me of watching Brian do it. You felt like you knew the guy. Well, it, yeah, and just like watching his hands do the same thing that like, like yeah. he's trained Ryan, and so it's like it was just like a lot of things where it was like, well, this is really weird. Like, yeah. And it it comes to there's a few other things too where um he was. He was doing something that's just like that. Ram, like I've I've seen Ryan do it that same way, and like I I don't I think it was really cool because it's just like it's this person I haven't met in or well we had met but person I hadn't worked with and it seems like I had. Yeah. 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 How's your week been? My week's been amazing. Is this your um, first week? This is my second, second year, year. Okay. And my first year was completely overwhelming uh, because. I, I knew I was in over my head, and I was just lucky to be a part of this. Yeah, and, uh, the first year always is a lot. Yeah, and and uh, it was just as, in a lot of ways, as I thought it, w- it would be. Um, you're not using the right tool, you don't own the right tool, you're not holding the tool the right way. Yeah. And this year, there was at least a lexicon of... It had a little bit of a base for okay. understanding yeah. how to approach repairs. Yeah. So I, I felt so much less overwhelmed yeah. and and was actually able to enjoy and process things. And yeah. I think I actually absorbed a lot more. So yeah. I'm happy to be a part of this. And I spent a lot of time um, asking Roland Feller just to kind of Rolitzer questions. Oh, yeah. Because Roland Feller was um, one of the last people to join Rolitzer as well as Sikoni was there. And it's just amazing okay. to, like... Weird. At one point, Janelle and I were trying to do the math, and so he went. He started violin making school in Mittenball at the age of 14. So by the age of 19, he was already living in New York, working with world So he's working in a one. He was living in a one-bedroom apartment, yeah. and he was talking about just like his experiences. And I mean, it's amazing to think of a 19-year-old from Switzerland, yeah. you know, working for Wurlitzers while Sikoni. Um, Hans Nabel I don't know if her name or what kind of this. You're, you were mentioning legends in our field. Tony yeah. is um, one of the big deals in the States and mm-hmm. 
published books about restoration yep. when it was all just brand new. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's like it's just interesting to be able to talk to someone that worked with him, and that, you know, yeah. it'd be interesting to talk to Hans Nabel too. And it's yeah. just like to me that seems so long ago. Um, where it's just being a shop, you know, that originally were, I mean, they were general music, but then Rembert, um, yeah. you know, had a violin division and all these amazing craftsmen from Europe. So I guess um, you, you feel like you get to be a part of history just by... By being here. By being here. Yeah. And, and yeah. honestly, I kind of feel that every year I'm here and with different teachers. And this is my fourth year and the number of people that you you get to, like, meet and talk to... Um, that like with the teachers, it's it's you get a little bit of history each time you're here. Yeah, and it's and you can kind of connect lengths of um, shop and restoration history that you might not have like yeah. known anything about. And it's one thing when you know someone by the book they published yeah. versus being in their presence, knowing their their idiosyncrasies yep. and the things they find funny. Yeah, and seeing the whole person and realizing. Mm-hmm that you relate to them. Yeah. My name is Pablo Alfaro. Welcome to Omo, Pablo. Thank you, thank you for the invite. <laughs> Do you have any stories about this week? Yes. So somehow, it's similar to the last weeks for the last 17 years. I have been here for 17 years. 17 years in a row, no breaks. Yes, correct. You are, in many ways, the face of the Oberlin Restoration Workshop. Well, I was here before that name. I was here when it was uh, like advanced topics, and before that we were something like set up. We had set up a workshop. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, every, every time I come to Oberlin, uh, a fantastic experience. Um, well, I would say that this week, first time ever, we were seven Mexican guys here. Yes. Which is a very unusual thing. And many years ago, probably, I would say, on my third year, my my dream was to bring more people from Latin America and share with them what we can get here, which is la creme de la creme. And yeah. we uh, are very fortunate to have people, you know, the caliper of all the, the teachers here, the instructors and many colleagues. And um, uh, one day I, I, I had a dream to, to bring uh, Hispanic and Latin American colleagues and and that was really complicated. Many years later I went to Mexico and I gave a workshop and I named that the Oberlin in Mexico (laughs) and uh, that's um, interesting because most people that came today this week here from Mexico they were my students there And, and they somehow got inspired because I was always referring to Oberlin, talking, you know, I learned this in Oberlin and I studied this with this and this and this, and, and we have had the best instructors um, in the world, basically, here. 
And not only that, the environment is fantastic, uh, the organization is great, um, we always have fun, we haven't done salsa yet. Yet. We, we can take care of that later The on. night is young. Yeah. But um, I would say, <clears throat> to me, it was more like see new faces and open the eyes of future generations. Um, and to see old friends, of course. I love my old friends, my old teachers. Uh, and I have had great time. In the, in the past, <coughs> we actually used to have like a water balloon ba uh, fights here. And the whole dorms were like all wet. We were running like kids trying to attack each other. I, I must explain, it is one of the most humid places on earth right now. We are sitting indoors with no air conditioning and sweating buckets and, and drinking. So it's not helping either. But these are our evenings here, as, as magical as we try to make it sound. So that sounds lovely. I would love to. It was fantastic. You should see David Burgess running after Jerry Pasevich trying to, to get him wet. Was, I mean, they were just like kids. Yes, my name is Jaime Gonzalez. I'm a little short, short in English, but I just want to state that Pablo is an asshole. Okay, hate that guy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you he, shouldn't invite them, that kind of. People. So he's been no help at all to the Mexican community, basically. No, no. Okay. No. Okay. He, yeah. He cheated. He cheated. Yes. He told, you know, this is going to be great, and no, terrible. Total liar. Yes. I'm not going to come back again if he's coming. That's I mean, a shame because you, uh, you're like an award-winning violin maker, Jaime. Yes, but he's. You know, in Spanish, it will be insufrible. Insufferable. Insufferable. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Man, thank you for bringing us the truth tonight. I really appreciate you. No problem. No problem. Those, I don't want that nobody hears my name. Sure. Sure. I'll cut that out. <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Nobody's going to find out, right? Um, if I get closer, is that bad? If you get closer, then I have to get closer, and then, then it gets a little awkward. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Thomas. Hi, Rosie. How are you? I'm great. Uh, have you had a good week? I had a, I had a roller coaster week, but they're always roller coaster weeks. Uh, okay. High point of the roller coaster? Okay. High point of the roller coaster. Um, actually, can I start with low points of the roller coaster? Yes, please. So, like, low points of the roller coaster is when you're doing... So, I brought a pretty straightforward button patch as my project. As did I. Yep. And uh, low points for me were like, any sort of small setbacks. You know, I wanted to have certain things done by certain times, but, you know, there's always so much happening here, you can only do so much work. And so you start, you know, beating yourself up because... You're like, oh, I, I wanted to, I wanted to have my cast done by this time, and I didn't get it done until now, and then, yeah. so, yeah, I mean, like, you, you have to push yourself, and so for me, last time I did a button patch, it, it took forever and a day. Yeah. Um, like, just it was hard to read the chalk. It was, um, 
I kept getting false readings, something, you know, just all, any number of issues happened. And so bringing something that I'd done before here, instead of something that I might be unfamiliar with, uh, I was able to also challenge myself to 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 get to the end, by the end of the week to get everything glued. You know, and so and that was for me much, especially with the amount of time we had for the for the work between presentations and you know talking. Felt the high point was just gluing in the patch today, yeah. and just saying I got to my goal. That's the goal I gave myself for the week. And at some point in the week, you you see this, you have this this idea, you're, just, you're not going to get there, and then you push it, and you get there, and then that's that high point, you know. You rose, the the rose to the occasion. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, every year I've taken away different things. Like, I remember one year leaving from from Overland and just like feeling like I can start taking on ch- more challenging repairs. Like, I'm, I am. This goes back to like your your first episode of the Imposter Syndrome. Like, I am good enough to do this. I I do know some things. Uh-huh. Um, and then for this year, that was sort of like. We'll put the proof in the pudding, you know, like rise to the occasion, do this better and faster than you've done it before. And uh, it's the kind of environment that fosters that sort of growth. So you, you leave and you're like, I, I grew this week. So that's you did grow this yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> and you did too. Yay, we grew. Yes, you, we both did. We, that, was, that was also interesting. Like, I... You guys, you'd come over to me and ask questions, and I was like, okay, I, I have some answers. I can yeah, you help can't, guide, yeah. guides. I mean, you know, obviously, go to the other instructors, talk to their, get their yeah. opinions on stuff. But, but. but let's face it, you're way less scary. <laughs> you, you know Jerry Lynn, will, he will just belittle me to no oh, end. Oh, no, no, he won't. He will make me feel no, so small. No, he won't. He's, <laughs> Jerry's, a, he's encouraging. He's the, he's like the teddy bear. So I have a, like I have a master's in cello performance, and so you know at some point if you're studying an instrument and trying to learn, you only get better if you are able to take take criticism, mm-hmm. and but then there's like you know I've had some teachers that they were horrible at wording criticism in a way that you know really put people down, and then there's ways to say stuff to people that. Criticizes them, but in the right way that they say, "Okay, I feel impa- like empowered and passionate and challenged, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, go to that." Absolutely. And Jerry has this way of saying the right thing to. At one point, I went up to him and I, I had a question that I already knew the answer to, and so I asked the question, and then he's like, "Well, what would you do?" And I gave him the answer. And he's like, "So why are you talking to me?" And like that's kind of criticizing <laughs> and belittling, but at the same time, it's like, "Dude, trust yourself. You know this." Yeah. You know, and that hearing that from different people, Roland came up to me and I went through my whole thought process with him. He's like, "Sounds good," and hearing that was just this like wave of, "Okay, I'm 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 on the right path." Yes, I, I've yes, got sure. this. And that doesn't say that like, oh, I knew everything perfectly. But my name is Paul Chang. Paul Chang, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Tell me about your week, man. My week was pretty intense. Um, Instead of bringing a situation where I had all these things going on with the instrument, I kind of took it from a different approach where I wanted to improve on a specific technique. So for me this week was bass bars. And um, I, yeah, I, I worked on that all week. Uh, mm-hmm. I was 
hoping that I would do several, mm-hmm. I ended up almost finishing one. Can I tell you, um, so, okay, so the bass bars, it's like the long thing that runs on the inside of the instrument, it gives the bridge, uh, it, it, keeps, it keeps the instrument from like falling in on itself. Um, last, last year I did a bass bar and I wanted to die. It was okay. So we have something in common. Yes. <laughs> uh, getting so you're trying trying to fit a um, a flat bar to a curved surface. Tell tell me a, your experience of this. <laughs> it's not only uh, a curved surface. It's a curved surface which I um, uh, I scraped on the bottom. So there were little bumps and things that mm-hmm. I had to conform the bar to. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, it, it, it never got quite perfect, but what's more important is that uh, I learned how to read the chalk markings uh, and and know what can go wrong. So, uh, know yeah. all the things that can so go when wrong. So when you're fitting a piece, you, a lot of us do what's called a chalk fit, whether it's a bar, it's a patch, this week I did a button patch, and, and yeah, you, you're trying to read little tiny deposits of chalk and, in certain ways of, of looking at the light. Um, how many people came by your desk and looked at it and said, it's rocking, or I see gaps? Several. <laughs> it's really hard, man. Yes. <laughs> Tomojiro? Okamoto. Okamoto. I'm always asking what I'm doing is correct or not. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have learning from like master in mm-hmm. Japan. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to learn many things. Mm-hmm. Just reading book or like the situation teach me mm-hmm. how to do it. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it's come to here to meet uh, many masters. I can understand like a walk, like walk together, everybody together, mm-hmm. but uh, like eating together or like living together is very special experience for me. Yes. It makes me surprised very much. Yeah, even though we, um, you know, we're all away from home the fact that we we have this tradition of pablo making characters of somebody every summer and singing a song in spanish we feel like we're at home <laughs> i hope that you felt a little bit at home here this week <laughs> yeah more than last year i think good yeah me too Sai Amezkita is my name. Um, wait, Amez? Amezkita. Amezkifen. Kifen, yep. Kifen. Okay. This is my third year that I've been doing this. Uh, I started two years ago on recommendation. I'd been thinking about going to Oberlin for something. I wasn't sure because I knew that, especially with the making and with restorers, we have such high-level people here. I honestly was really concerned that I would not fit in and that like my skills wouldn't be up to par. I feel ya. So, <laughs> so that well, that was a great concern for me, but I, I was encouraged by Mar- Marilyn Wallen to come down 
say, no, you'll be fine, just come in. So, I was not ex- Wait, 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 so you know Marilyn? Yeah. Can so, you ask her when she's going to come on my podcast? <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> okay, okay. I can maybe push her a little bit, I'll I see her. Alright, I don't want to derail your story or anything. No, it's, it's, it's yeah, cool. okay. So yeah, she, she pushed me in, said, hey, you should do it, so I took a chance, put in my stuff, and and was accepted, so I decided, I came here expecting, oh yeah, it's going to be really you know, a strict thing, and I'm going to have to sit down, and I'm just going to be really quiet, and just not do it. You know, I'll learn a lot, but I wasn't going to really feel like I was going to participate. And the atmosphere was so open, and friendly, and the, sh- the wealth of knowledge, and the sharing, mm-hmm. it was incredible. Yeah. And it, I left, I was like, I'm, I want to come back as soon as I can. It's like, do I have to, really have to wait a full year yeah. in order to come back because of the camaraderie and the, the help that you get here in every aspect, the demonstrations. I mean, there's so many things that are great about it. Yeah. I am Ben McFerrin. Ben. It's your first year here. It's my first year. Tell me what's going on. How, how are you liking it? I'm really liking it. Yeah? A lot of good people. Uh-huh. A lot of good things going on. Okay. 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 (laughs) It's wonderful. And and you're up you you live up in the mountains where you don't socialize with any people, right? Yeah, I'm up in this holler and we see a person about you know, once every three months, someone come by. No. Yeah, I'm in the mountains and I work alone, so I live a lot. Okay. So what's the contrast been for you being alone all day versus uh you know, a workshop full of 40-plus luthiers all working on their own projects. Well, it's been an experience where I come into a group of like-minded people. And um, although I'm getting over-socialized, which I'm not used to, mm-hmm. it's such a, you know, so much common interest. It's kind of wonderful in a way. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm a violin maker and repairer, and I do bow repairs and very very simple repairs on bows mm-hmm. um, because and I'm the only guy that can do that in my area I'm sorry to interrupt you you told me that you were trying to get into the violin restoration yes, that's what I was and feeling. you yeah. ended up across the hall because that got too full so you were in the bow restoration yeah so the only thing, only thing open to me was the bow uh, restoration workshop and I wanted to get my foot in the door to be able to come to the woman, so, Yeah. so I went for it and I brought a bunch of what I thought was just complete garbage, broken bows, because I have a lot of that. And um, the one that I thought I was going to fix and be my project turned out to be a real Emil Satori bow. Uh huh. But with a really crappy head grafted onto it that was broken. Damn it. And it belongs to someone and I have to figure out who that is. So I can't work on it until I oh, do. Oh yeah, it has a random name attached to it. It has a random name and you've, return to someone I know. That's all it said on it. You've got to do your due diligence. So I, got, so I can't yeah. get into it until I figure out who owns it. So that was my big project I couldn't even really touch. So, you know, that kind of threw a wrench in it. Yeah. But in the best possible way, because I thought I had garbage and I had something that's actually special. And yeah. It has some value. Yeah. Yeah. Happy that I learned so much. Yeah. And I was also surprised by how much I enjoyed everyone's company. I mean, I didn't think people would be 
bunch of assholes. But I also, I didn't know I would enjoy it this much, you know? Like, it's been really fun. It's a family here. It's crazy, yeah. It's, yeah. it's great how, how awesome everyone is. Like, there's not a single person that I'm like, ugh, that person, you know what I mean? Oh, come on, not a single person? I mean, there's some people I'm, like, <laughs> more excited about than others. But that's not to say that there's anyone that I have, like, negative thoughts about, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I came into it thinking, really, like, my main thought was, I have no idea, like, what the hell this is going to be all about. Like, really had no idea. And I kind of, like, I should have driven and I flew and, you know, mm -hmm. all this stuff mm -hmm. because I just didn't know. You didn't know that you yeah. needed to take boxes and boxes Yeah, I didn't know that I needed to move my entire shop. Your whole shop to needs Overland, to come Ohio down here. for a week. <laughs> and that would have been really helpful. If I put my entire violin shop into yeah. a Toyota RAV4 and drove for eight hours. Yeah. It turns out that's the right thing to do. Who knew? You'll, you'll know next time. I'll know next time, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's the important takeaway. Yeah. Is take, take your whole shop. Basically pack your whole life into your car and just go for it. It doesn't matter. If you're in Alaska, just your entire life, just cram it in there. Drive on down. Drive on down. Yeah. It's, you'll, you won't regret it. So, Rosie, I was just, you know, I've been wondering this over the last um, few months since you started doing this podcast. Just what is the future that you see for Omo? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I want to keep doing it. Right, yes. <laughs> I really hope that we can continue to make people feel like they are not outsiders. Mm -hmm. No matter what their skill set. I whether you have been doing this for a month or whether you've been doing this for 15 years, I want you to feel like you're part of this community that um, you are not embarrassed to um, ask questions to get better, that you don't feel like you're not worthy to be a part of this community. Um, myself, that's been transformative in my life. For 15 years, I had a violin rental shop that did just fine for for the rental instruments. And I didn't even see that I was turning away customers that needed something better, that needing something more refined. I didn't even understand that. I had no concept of it. When I met people at Oberlin, I started to see some of what I was missing uh, by not going to violin school, by not exposing myself to the harder things. Um, and it's been transformative in my life. There was a time where I was extremely checked out. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and I feel challenged now. I feel like I want to be a better person at my craft. Uh, so I would hope that everybody who's involved in this... Um, they can that, see a path. They can see a path. They, they know that there's, there's people who, um, if you have questions, if you want to get better, that there's, there's people that care about you. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and if you are, like, a really lovely maker, but you spend a lot of time alone, we just want you to know you're still part of this community. You still matter. And don't make yourself too crazy, because at the end of the day, it's, it's beautiful what you do, but you're making a tool. Mm -hmm. and, and and just just do the job. <laughs>
just do the job and and you're gonna be fine yeah I think they say um, that like you know what what is it like every 10 minutes there's an awkward pause in a conversation and we think about Abraham Lincoln oh I thought it was like a dead cat dead cat I mean, okay, heard that sure. it was a dead cat sure or it's like um, a cat dies every time there's a pause in a conversation. I, I keep hearing really good things about your shop, so that's my shameless plug for Mount Airy. Aww. So, uh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for your flattery. <laughs> Still didn't give me a free I've, sticker. I've <laughs> <laughs> Listening to Omo. Omo is produced by Rosie Deloach, Chris Jacoby, and Jerry Lynn. Music is by Invoke Sound. This episode is edited by yours truly. Today we had contributors from Elizabeth Perry, Zach Lane, Jason Peoples, Jungwoon Ching, Greg Tracy, Pablo Alfaro, Jaime Gonzalez, Thomas Laforgia, Paul Chang, Tomojiro Okamoto, Sai Amasquita and Ben McFerrin. Thanks for your bravery, all of you, and to all of you out there. Thanks for being a part.